This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, uh, normally this is where I go, hey Suzanne, how you doing? And normally I'd go, oh, I'm so happy to be listening to your podcast. You always have the best ideas, even though half of them sound like mine. You don't, you aren't Suzanne. You are my sister. This is my sister, everybody. Gabrielle, everybody. Hi. Yeah. So nice um, to be here, Michael. Yeah. Well, thank you for filling in with uh, Suzanne out of town doing family stuff. I thought if she's doing family stuff, maybe I would be doing family stuff too. So this is this is family stuff, right? I love it. So um, among your many interesting experiences in your life, I you're like a super awesome artist, a photographer. I think of you as a photographer. I guess it's totally, you know, your stuff, your pictures are different than mine. Are they like collages? What do you call what you do? Photo-based art. Yeah, a lot of people call me a photographer, though I realize when I take a picture, I'm usually taking, I'm looking at a piece of a picture. You're the, and, and like, so I do that same thing. And I wonder, I mean, I, uh, I don't think it plays into the sort of the photography I've been doing recently, but like certainly when I started, I had that sort of Yulesman effect of just finding elements out as I looked around. Yes, but we've we've talked about this before, and you go like on a scavenger hunt for elements, and yeah. I use the photos that I and I just have them printed up by the corner drugstore kind of person um, from my point and shoot camera slash phone at the moment. And I consider the objects that I wind up with as found objects. Your pic, even though they're pictures. so you yeah. didn't take them with any thought of what you might do with them. Exactly. You're in just fact, taking pictures. When I have a great picture, it's useless to me in my art. <laughs> <laughs> so it reminds me, you know, um, uh, Mom and I went over to see Jerry Ulsman when I was in Gainesville last, uh-huh. and he had I forgot this, but he keeps like all his contact sheets are out all the time like oh. scattered all over all tabletop surfaces his and, house is cluttered <laughs> yeah, i love that clutter oh. right but he does that purposefully because he doesn't want them in a file folder i mean they're all numbered they're perfectly organized connected to negatives but he wants to serendipitously bump into stuff and in well, funny juxtapositions I kind of do that because I go through a stack of photos that's been printed, almost like tarot cards, Uh, and I flip them, I flip them, I flip them, and something catches my eye and it goes in a different pile. What a fun game. It's totally fun. I wouldn't do this if it weren't fun. And then I shove the ones that I'm not interested off, and then I just start playing with the ones and seeing how they talk to each other. I have no preconception when I start and then some little piece of one picture speaks to another piece of another picture. I might cut them and put them, you know, butt them up against each other. And I used to do everything in my rule. You know, I had to invent rules of the game. And one of the rules what it was it had to be straight lines. And then I, you know, so I don't cut around objects and everything has to be sort of a cut and butt 
So that's wait, wait, wait. Stop for a second. So you yeah. made up some you you made up rules that of you have to system. follow of your system, right? Well, it's funny when I heard one of your podcasts talking about constraints, I laughed because I thought maybe you'd read my essay about this, <laughs> but probably not. Um, but, <laughs> Sounds but interesting. But we keep generating the same ideas. It's pretty funny. Well, that's uh, the other thing that we do, which is kind of funny. Which is, um, I've noticed we shoot the same pictures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whenever we're at the same place at the same time, and we just have cameras and we show each other our favorite pictures, it's like the same picture. Right. We, the difference is, yours is a great picture somehow by itself, and I'm going to cut mine up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, we were talking. Uh, Suzanne and I were talking in an earlier episode about how how it's hard to judge an image without sort of also looking at it in its context of other pictures you know ne- what's next to it in some way what's in your house around it that it just doesn't stand alone and that's what you're doing you're just kind of creating the little set of things that you see together and can think about together but it always want it, it's almost always abstract and <sighs> the assemblages are like little poems like haiku I, when I heard that, I just went shaking my head, go, not again. <laughs> yeah, that is funny. It is. I mean, that's... Uh, Both the the idea that you have to create constraints to work within uh-huh. because, well, you know, someone says, you use Photoshop. I said, are you kidding me? Too much choice. I mean, I don't, I don't touch anything technical. I'm the low-techest person who uses photography ever. But I'm a high-tech person, and I still won't use Photoshop to manipulate images in that way. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think about it. I'm wondering why well, I'm resisting it. Well, it's because of the rules you make for yourself. <laughs> it's true. And it, how you're comfortable. And you know? I think accepting that the rules are arbitrary, it's fun to, like, again, they are just like poems. It's like coming up with a, a, a thing that you're going to, what was that? Remember, I had a, a book I got as a present, maybe from you or something called words at play and one of the it was game word games and one of them was taking uh like mary had a little lamb and then slowly removing letters of the alphabet and trying to retell the story without that letter so you have to use different words and it kept taking out letters until it was getting really kind of weird and cryptic well that's fun and in fact when i've written poetry i've made my own rules about how to do it too i mean who came up with ABBA as a rhyme scheme? You know, somebody made it up to have a constraint. And the fact that people keep coming up with the same rules is like reinventing the wheel. But every time you do, it feels fun for yourself. Um, yeah. <clears throat> do you think it's, I mean, in part of the fun is if someone else has a constraint and you think you're, and you enjoy like word games or picture games or whatever it is, I, you try to see how you do with that constraint. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, what? something fun I did because I have so many millions of letters in my name. I put all the letters on the table and made up as many words as I could with all the letters in my name and then made myself write a poem with only those words. It's it's just ridiculous. But but these are the kinds of games you play. And I do this with images as well. And I'm so, I'm so verbally oriented as well as visually oriented. So these, these mesh well together. That's cool. Um, well, I like your pictures. They're fun. Like I have trouble. It, it, it's funny. My constraint has trouble with photograph the, the part of your process, which is photographing the thing and then printing the photograph of the collage. Well, the reason I print the photograph of the collage, because somebody a while back said these need to be bigger because my 
originals are very small because I start with, I mean, it could oh, be, yeah. you know, no, like no, six, I, six inches by six inches. I totally inches. get it. I totally know yeah. why you do it. It's just like, that's hard for me because I don't like I, in my stuff, I don't want to take pictures of objects. I mean, I'm trying not to, I like, even when I was sewing up the cracks, I wasn't I interested in the, oh my gosh, I love that. I love that so <laughs> but it wasn't, much. It wasn't so much about the, the, the multimedia object I wanted a picture of the process of putting that together. It, mm -hmm. That felt like I was catching a moment still, even though it was a, it's not actually a photo of an object. It's not just a photo of my print of the crap. See, the difference between what you do and what I do is you're catching a moment, like you're just taking a slice out of time right. from a particular perspective, yours, yours, and I'm creating something brand new with pieces of my life. Right. So I'm rearranging history and reinventing something out of objects, images from my normal daily life. I don't go on a photo shoot. It's just I always have the camera. So I'm walking through the woods on the way to the store and it's like something grabs my eye and it will be the way a light hits a tree or the, or the baby bottle that happens to be leaning up against a tree in the middle of nowhere. And I'm just like struck by it. So I take a picture of it. But it's not something I set up and it's not something I looked for. Right. I wouldn't set up things also. I mean, I have that same. Actually, I think I have that same feeling. I don't. I mean, this photo walk thing, notwithstanding, because that was a fun little activity. But my general feeling is that I don't go looking for pictures. I, I just want to have my camera with me as I go do stuff. I'm, I'm wondering if you take pictures to hold on to something. Like, I, I wonder this about people who take pictures so they can keep moments so they don't go away uh -huh. to hold a memory. Right. Or to, like, you, you also get, get to create. It, it's not that you, if you want it to be a memory, if you want to remember that thing, you can memorialize it. You also get to choose, like, make something into a memory. Like, decide you want to remember something a certain way and... When you free, when you pick that picture and make it look a certain way, that ossifies into conviction. You know that becomes oh the memory. Oh my gosh! You know I made photo albums of my kids, trying to lay out what their childhood was like, so they would remember it better than it actually was. <laughs> That's Danny telling his kids that you're yes. having a terrific childhood. Right? I love that. I started telling everybody that. <laughs> um. Um, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna also uh, do a, a recording with Danny and to talk about because well he'll talk about time. I think uh, he has a thing. He probably would have thoughts on the time nature of photography. Although I don't think he was ever affected by uh, Yulesman the way both you and I were. I think both of us are far more visual, just visually struck than. Mm. And I know Danny to be. I have no idea what he he is at core, but. Yeah. He plays. With, he plays with ideas. Yeah, no, he's good at that. That is yeah. sort of his strength. <laughs> yeah. That and his snappy dressing. Is it that? It's the <laughs> shoes. I think it's all about the shoes. <laughs> oh, so what do you remember from the the pictures in the house when you were a kid? Like, what stuck sticks in your head? Well, photograph. I did not grow up with the classic photographs in the house. This came after I left home. Oh, what was what was right. in the house when I grew up was. Yulesmans. Yeah, the Yulesmans would have been all of them. Like they were coming in in high quantity in that era. They were. It, it was unrelenting. 
that no it, I found them kind of creepy like I was scared that that picture called small woods where I met myself oh creepy scary that like I remember having nightmares back and forth in the trees but you know something I found myself sort of duplicating the sense of that in work that I was doing what the creepy stuff what were you, what were you Some, well when I was working with really troubled kids I found that the artwork that I was making really reflected that and the creepy element of the Yulesman stuff was there I don't know if if you're going to wind up you know linking linking your pages to any of that but there is some there's a series called Broken Children that really brought some of that up for me but like Jerry's work mine is completely post post visualized Post-visualized, yeah. Um, I, I'm a big fan of post-visualization. Like I didn't – I think he was joking, he said, when he said it to him and Ansel Adams and someone else were sitting around talking and where Adams was talking about pre-visualization, which being the super important part of the process. And Jerry threw out that like then what he did is post-visualization of just building it in the dark room. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I said to you, I build in the light room. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get a call from Adobe. You can't say that word. I predated. I predated them. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I like that feeling of like, but I still don't want to use multiple images. I, I I like just trying to catch that moment. That still feels Fair. like a worthy um, game. Fair, to but me. I think I think that growing up with so much interesting, stimulating stuff on the walls made me more aware of looking in the world. It made it inspired me to always be looking. And I would sometimes see things through the lens of the pictures that we saw initially at home. But I think I think it just awakened a whole sensibility of a visual world. Hmm. It felt it felt to me they were all like little windows, right? Little, uh, each picture and the walls just got covered with these small little windows. Yes. Um, and I just started, for me, I started seeing everything with this sort of um, black rectangle around it. Just like that was how I saw things. To me, it defined vision. It certainly, uh, from a creative standpoint, affected both of us, just growing up with those things of the, mom and dad's relationship with the Yulesmans and I don't know I will say that I got into the dark room finally because um, he had gone in there and was doing something from a summer Danny was? Well he like came home from school and he and mom had built the dark room and I don't think I cared a ton about the dark room at first but he was home on vacation and used it to do some biology class he had photos of monkeys at a zoo or something like that and he was printing them there. And that made it, that's what it took for me to be like, oh, I can do that. You know, <laughs> he was only there for that's vacation. Funny. I work in a dark room so predated ever having that at home. Because I took a class at GACA, Gainesville Association for the Creative Arts, which was an organization that mom founded yeah. or yeah. helped found. And one of the classes I took with a girlfriend of mine was photography and we walked around with cameras and I kept shooting mud puddles. I was very drawn to mud puddles and destruction and I still take a lot of pictures of things in, de- in a state of destruction. Houses mm. that are being ripped up or the guts of things. 
I think that's an attractive, I think, well, to be fair, you know, I think that's a, an, an attractive nuisance, as they might say. It's like something that is photogenic. You know, it's like cemeteries. Do you think it's like reading entrails, ancient art of reading entrails? You don't know about this. I don't. Um, that's okay. All right. Well, let's um, wind it up. Yeah, thanks for including me. I sure am stimulated by listening to your podcast, and it's it's fun to hear you. You're part of our international community. I am so glad to be the, represent- <laughs> the representative. Of I will Canada. say Canada is on the rise. It's now, I think, equal to France. As far in terms as our, of your listeners? As our <laughs> listeners, yeah. It's uh, really come up. I think maybe that's from you. Maybe that's <laughs> from me, too. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. And oh, people, you can check here. out our at neomodern.com slash podcast. You can see the show notes. And in the show notes will be some of Gabrielle's pictures. And, um, and I guess we'll see you next time.